you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Amen. Praise God. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television or joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We're continuing something we started last week about directing our steps and uh, the role that God plays in directing the affairs and the steps of our lives. So stay with us. Open your Bible, if you will, over to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 37. Psalms 37 and verse 23. When you get that, say amen. Let's read that together in unison. Ready? Read. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Let's read that again. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And I just want to use as a subject, ordered by the Lord. Ordered by the Lord. And it's really amazing to talk about the awesomeness of God, that God has this phenomenal interest in our lives to not just allow us to live haphazardly, um, and have coincidences or chance or to do things on accident, but that God loves us so much and he's so intimately involved in the intricate details of our lives that his divine hand, I believe, orchestrates our lives in the very uh, minute details of our lives. God is so interested. The Bible says that... Um, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without him knowing about it. And he says the very hairs of your head are numbered. And so it's basically saying that God has such interest in the smallest of details in your life because he loves you. He doesn't leave your life to just chance. I don't care how you have messed up, where you have missed it, and you think you have blown it. I want you to know that God in his great sovereignty had already calculated your error. He already knew you would miss it before you missed it. All of that was calculated and balanced out in your life. So I want you to know you are right where you should be. You're right on schedule. You're right on time. And so don't feel like you have blown it or you have missed it or it's too late. No, God already, he already knew all of that. And he, he put it in, the, in his master calculation. So he knows how to bring you right back in the line. You know, it's sort of like a, a GPS system, a, a navigational system. You know, when you get off course, I don't care where you are, it'll still give you directions to where you need to go. I don't care. It, it recalculates. So it even has your error. Even though you might have made an error, it'll still reroute you. It can get you back to a destination, no matter where you are. And so God is like that. So you, you can't get outside of God's navigation. No matter where you are, no, no matter how you miss it, God can order your steps. Turn over to um, the book of... Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, interesting verse there that we uh, started looking at last time. Jeremiah chapter 10, 
in verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23. Notice what it says there. It says, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Now get a, get a picture of that. The way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So notice what Jeremiah acknowledges and what he observes. He's saying, God, man's way is not in himself. He can't direct his step because he doesn't know his way. He doesn't, he, he can't direct himself because he doesn't know. And so Jeremiah is, is, is making reference um, to something that man doesn't have the ability to direct because the way is not in ourselves. And also flip over to Proverbs chapter 20. says the same thing. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 24. It says the same thing. Notice this. Man's goings, or my Bible translates goings as steps. Man's goings or steps are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Notice that. The same thing Jeremiah said. It's not in man to know his own way. His way is not in man. How can he direct his own step? And here it says... Uh, man's goings or steps are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? And so it alludes to the fact that God's ability to direct our lives is so much greater than our ability to do so. God's ability to di- direct our lives is, is infinitely greater Beyond our ability to direct our own lives. Why is that? Because God can see what we can't see. God knows what we don't know. God's able to see the whole picture. He's able to see the entire scene. I remember um, watching a movie a while back and I forgot the name of the movie or what it was, but it was an interesting illustration about this. But there was a special agent, and he was on a mission, and he was, he was in this building. And um, in the building, he was not familiar with the building, so he didn't, you know, he really didn't know his way. And so he had an earpiece that connected him to his central headquarters. And in the central headquarters, someone was there on the computer that had the building where this agent was, had it up on the screen, had a GPS signal, and so the blueprint of the building, and he could see his exact location. He could also see the schematics of the building, and he was able to direct the agent and let him know, okay, say, go down. On the, when you get to the second door, right, they're going, you know, so he directed him step by step because he was able to see on the screen, he could see where the enemy was. And he said, all right, hold 
hold up right there uh, and hide. Now, it didn't make sense to the agent who was in the building, but he simply followed the instructions of the gentleman who was watching the computer screen because he was able to see a blueprint of the whole building. So he could see the danger. He could see the pitfalls. He could see the entire schematics and tell him exactly which way to go. And when I saw that, I said, wow, that's very similar to the way our lives are and the way God directs us. God's able to see beyond our ability. And so he can see what we can't see. He knows what we don't know. So God's able to see far beyond what we can see. And he knows far beyond what we know. And so he's able to tell us based on his knowledge, based on what he can see. In fact, um, the, the Bible says in Psalms 32, 8. In fact, turn over there since you're not far. Psalms 32, 8. Psalms 32, 8. Notice. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. So God is saying, I can see the big picture. So let me guide you according to what I see, not based on what you can see. Because you have a limited viewpoint, limited knowledge. You don't know. You can't see the big picture. So God says, I'll guide you based on what I can see and I'll instruct you and I'll show you the way that you should go. So notice um, that God is able to, to see the big picture. So God, you know, he doesn't show us the big picture, but he just simply shows us step by step. And he only shows us step by step because that'll keep your dependence upon him. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay connected to headquarters to know where to go. And when that connection is broken, you're lost and you're wandering in the maze and the enemy will eat you alive because you don't know which way to go and you don't know where the pitfalls lie. You don't know when you're making the error and you're wandering around aimlessly. But when you restore the connection to headquarters, He's able to direct you and maneuver you safely through the maze of life. I will guide you with my eye. I will guide you with my eye. So notice, um, he asked that question. How can a man know his way? It's not in man to know his way. How can he direct his step? Because man cannot see the future. He cannot see um, all of the details. He doesn't know everything. And so we know and we understand so little about our lives. And so this is where God comes in to, to direct our lives and to lead us and to, to show us which way to go. Isn't it good to have a guide, to have someone to lead us and who's orchestrating the very details of our lives in the everyday events? I was sharing last week about some of the people who were spared in 9-11 because just some little ordinary things that happened that directed your steps. And right after service, Sister Anita Edwards, she said, you got to add this to your list. She said, my niece was on the train and she was headed to the, she was headed to those towers and she said, my niece overslept. She fell asleep on the train and missed her stop and never got off. And she's alive today because she fell asleep. And we know that that God simply ordered her steps. God simply ordered her steps. She didn't know, but God knew. 
And that's the wonderful thing about it. God is able to um, alert us and cause us to um, escape calamity and danger and, and all of these things simply because he leads us and he guides us and he orders our step. Now, when I, when I looked at uh, so many people of the Bible who God divinely led and ordered their steps, I, I noticed some things uh, about them that I want to just mention. Um, and I guess the most prolific story is Joseph. When you look at his life, um, you know he was thrown in a pit which didn't make any sense to him. But you can see that when you look at his life, you can see the hand of God. And this is why the Bible says, it's not in man to know his own way. Joseph didn't know he would be the prince of Egypt. And he didn't know how, even if he did know he was going to be the prince of Egypt, he wouldn't have known how to become the prince of Egypt. And so that's why the Bible says, how can a man know his own way? He doesn't know his future. He doesn't know what's in store for him. He doesn't know what's waiting on him. He, doesn't, he can't see the whole picture. But you look at Joseph thrown in a pit, um, sold into slavery. Abused by his brothers, and all of these things—they—they—they they, they look so uh, harmful. They look like he was being harmed. They—they—they they, they seemed unfair. But all the time, the divine hand of God was leading his life. God was ordering his steps. God had to get him to Egypt, and so God simply used the conniving schemes of his brothers to get him there. God will use any vehicle he needs to use. So it doesn't matter. Sometimes people may have to lie on you and cheat on you because maybe God want to move you somewhere and he'll even use the enemy to do it if he has to. He'll even use them. I realize, you know, when I begin to really study that God even directs the steps of your enemies because he'll move your enemies in order to do something in your life for your benefit. So God even controls the devil. He, he can move the devil and devil don't, the devil thinks he's doing one thing, but God's manipulating them. <laughs> the devil, see the devil is just a go-fetched boy. He says, I, God's manipulating, God's using them. God was, God, you read the Bible, God will stir up nations and cause them to go and afflict his nation. He says, I want to teach my people something. So Babylon, I need you all to rise up and go on over here and I'm going to let you all beat my people because I want to give them a little spanking. And I want to get them on the right. So God would direct the enemy. Notice how awesome God is. The enemy think they just went in the war. Don't realize God's behind it. God's the one who has commanded them to go. You may think your boss is just giving you a hard time to push you out the company. How do you know it's not God stirring up an evil spirit in your boss to push you out so you can start your own business? How do you know that's not God? God works. God will use whatever he has to, whoever he has to. God's not limited by our thinking. God's the master planner and the designer. And the whole universe is at his disposal. He'll use your enemies. He'll use your friends. He'll use your circumstances. He'll use, he'll even use the, he even use the donkey to direct somebody before 
He'll use a child. I remember when I was just a little boy, God used me when I was just maybe two or three years old. I said some things that directed my parents and they recognized it as the voice of God. One day my father, he was, he was just in a rage and a fit and he was, he had just simply let my mother have it. And I was probably two years old, two or three years old. And I walked out there in the middle of the floor, right between where my father had just got on my mother and crushed her. And I looked up at my father. I said, you go back to your room and you say those same things to yourself. <laughs> now, I had no idea what I was saying. But do you know my father, he bowed his head and went on back to his room? And my mother grabbed me. Woo, she grabbed me and she kissed me. She was so thankful. But God used the baby. God used the baby. He used, God, God used whatever he has to use to direct our steps. So everything is at his disposal. Everything is at his disposal. And so when you study the life of Joseph, um, you, you, you notice that he went through difficult times. He went through unfair situations, sold into slavery, accused of attempted rape, thrown in the jail. All of these things were false. But at the same time, it's God's hand moving him. God's hands moving him closer to the throne, closer to the throne. I got to take him down before I can bring him up. But if he'll just stay under my hand, stay under my hand. But I noticed some things about Joseph while he was going through all of that. Number one, he trusted God. Number one, he trusted God. He didn't understand it. It didn't look fair. It looked like he was losing. It seemed like God had deserted him. It, but it was taking a long time. This was, this was over the course of years before he reached his destiny. But number one, he trusted God. Number two, what I noticed about Joseph, he did the very best wherever he was. So no matter where you are, do your very best. Do your very best. I don't care if you're in the alley sleeping under a newspaper. Do your very best where you are. That's all God requires. Trust God. Do your very best where you are. Number three, what I noticed about Joseph, he never complained. He never complained. Not once do I read him complaining. He didn't understand what he was going through, why it was happening to him. He simply trusted God. He did his very best. He never complained. Number four, what I noticed about him, he remained honorable. He remained honorable. And so those four things, he trusted God, he did his very best, he didn't complain, he remained honorable. You do those four things as God's leading you through life, and God can ultimately bring you to your destiny, to the place where he has for you. Trust God. Do your very best where you are. Don't complain and remain honorable. And so... Um, God's hand, you know, you'll, you'll study it throughout the Bible, but God has always led his people. He shows up leading his people originally by a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. But that was a hand guiding, leading. He's always been interested in the affairs of his people, leading, 
long as they followed that cloud, the hand of God moving, he was directing their steps. He's always been directing the, the people of God. And we as the children of God, this is, this is our privilege. This is our inheritance to have a God who so much, he loves us so much that he sovereignly oversees and overlooks our lives. And if you trust him. And don't complain and do the very best where you are and remain honorable. You can trust God to maneuver you and move you uh, through life and guide and lead your affairs. And so uh, God has always, he's always uh, led his people for protection, for provision. God will lead you. God can lead you to your wealth. God, I mean, all of these things are divine. I was, I was listening to a man and he said he came into his, he really came into the beginning of his fortune simply because of one divine appointment where he bumped into somebody at the right time. At the right time. He, he said he drove up right at the right time and somebody saw him and the opportunity of a lifetime was presented to him. Just at that moment, because the guy saw him and he said he looked back over his whole life. He said, I can trace the success of my whole life to one moment where my steps were ordered, where God had me to bump into the right person at the right time. And it changed his life forever. And so God leads us. He'll lead us to our fortune. He'll lead us um, for our safety, for our protection. He'll lead us. Uh, even for our healing, I've had so many instances and personal testimonies of just about every ailment that I have had in my body. God has divinely led me to a remedy. I can't I can't explain it, but just about every time that I've, I've suffered physically, God has always led me some kind of way. I bump into the remedy that I needed. Uh, for that, So he leads us for our health, for our protection, for our wealth. He'll even lead you for a spouse. He'll lead you to the right spouse. Well, here's, here's a key. Uh, one of the keys that the Bible tells us, Proverbs 3, 6, simply says, uh, In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your Path. Notice that. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That simply means recognize him. It simply means uh, remind yourself of his presence and his willingness to guide you. It's, I mean, it's simply stopping and saying, God, you know more than I know. You can see what I can't see. God, help me. Lead me. Don't let me make a mistake. God, if I'm about to do the wrong thing, trip me up. If I'm about to choose the wrong person, Lord, somehow block it. Close the door. Folks, this is a simple prayer, but it works. Just shut me up. Block it. Close it, Lord, if this is not it. But the, the main thing is you're acknowledging him. And this is what God appreciates. You're stopping long enough to ask him for direction. You're inviting. You See, sometimes we get in trouble simply because we don't ask him. We don't even ask him. He said, ask me. Ask me, I'll direct you out. He gets a kick out of leading you. He gets a joy. He's a, how many times do we rush into things and we never stop to say, God, is this what you want? God, show me, lead me. God, somehow uh, work this out for my good. God, don't let me miss it. God, if it's not right.
God shut it up, closed it, broke it somehow. Somehow pray that prayer. God, if this is not the person I'm not supposed to marry, God, somehow let some, let me break my leg on the way to the wedding. God, stop it some kind of way. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> Folks, a lot of people wouldn't be in trouble if they had to just pray that prayer. I'm telling you, it works. I know folks who, who were stopped on the way to the I'm out of time. Go to AskJesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7346, Ordering Your Steps, Ordered by the Lord. You can also email a copy absolutely free of charge to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. God wants to lead us. He wants to guide us and and uh, take the time to acknowledge Him, to recognize Him. Acknowledge His presence. Acknowledge His willingness to lead you and to guide you. And expect it. Believe for it. Look for it. This belongs to you. This is your divine right. Look for it. Expect God. Believe Him to do it. To lead you and to guide you to the right place at the right time. And, and you watch and see. God will do it every time. This ends message number 7346 by C. Elijah Brauner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 7346 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7346. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.